This is the Become an Unstoppable Woman podcast with Lindsay Preston, episode 37, Coronavirus Tips. Welcome to the Become an Unstoppable Woman podcast, the show for goal-getting, fear-facing women who are kicking ass by creating change. I'm your host, Lindsay Preston. I'm a wife, mom of two, and a multi-certified life coach to women all over the world. I've lived through enough in life to know that easier doesn't always equate to better. We can't fear the fire, we must learn to become it. And on this show, I'll teach you how to do just that. So join me as I challenge you to become even more of the strong, resilient, and powerful woman you are meant to be. Let's do this. Hi there, my friend. Welcome to the show. Today is one of those last-minute bonus episodes that I'm recording on the fly on another Sunday morning here. What time is it? 10.35 a.m. as I'm recording this, and it's going live in less than 24 hours because we are living in a very weird time right now where the coronavirus is global. I have clients in New Zealand, England, Germany right now, and all of them are feeling the effects of this. And obviously here in the United States, we are as well. So crazy, right? How we're all going through this together, but yet kind of cool at the same time. Because, you know, sometimes in our lives, we go through struggles and we can feel really alone, but it is really cool And it's weird that I'm saying that this is cool, but it is cool that we are all experiencing some form of this um, around the world. (laughs) I I guess that's my connectedness strength coming out, but it's just very nice to know that we're not alone in this struggle um, for once, right? So today what I'm going to talk about are just all the things, all the things that may be on your plate right now. Um, Maybe you're working from home for the first time and you have your partner at home or you may have kids at home too. And so how do you manage that? I've been working from home with a partner and kids for years now. So I'm going to give you some tips on that. Also, how to make extra money right now or if you just want to up-level your money game. So you may be in a spot where your income has diminished or ceased, and you are kind of in this fight-or-flight mode. I've been there. I'm going to talk you through that. But if you're in a place where you are actually pretty good, but maybe you can take this time when the world is slowed down a little bit to simplify and to invest. And so I'm going to talk you through that as well. We're also going to talk through how to manage anxiety because again, wherever you are on the spectrum, if you know shit is hitting the fan right now, or if life is just a little bit different for you, you probably have some anxiety. So I want to talk you through how to manage that. And then how to build strong habits despite these changes happening every day and so much more in there. And I will say, listen to the very end of this episode because that's where we're going to get into the biggest takeaways, I think. And I'm going to give you a free printable that you can use to help you really make this time of all these unexpected changes a time when you can not just survive, but thrive. Um, I actually did the exercise that I'm going to give you just a bit ago, and oh my goodness, it has 
really helped calm my mind and got me super focused and making me feel like I'm myself again because this past week has been a little crazy, let's admit, especially as this episode is going live. It's just been about a week and a half since here in the U.S. things started to radically change. So I'm just kind of catching my breath and you may be too. All right. So let's kind of talk through everything. Before I do, though, I do want to share that I do have a free community and it's in an online platform. It's not on Facebook or any other social network. It's its own app. It's actually called Mighty Networks, but you can sign up for free right now. All you do is you go to Lindsay, L-I-N-D-S-A-Y-E, Preston.com forward slash community. There's also a link in the show notes. And this community is one where you can come and you can talk about this episode more in depth with me, either via a private message or, you know, just post something in our community. Because the tips I'm going to give you today are going to be kind of general and for a wide range of people. And you may be thinking where, well, where can I fit, Lindsay? And Maybe I need specific help on XYZ and you didn't talk about that. Or I want to know how you took this one thing and how I can apply it in my life. And that's what that community is for, is for you to ask all your questions to get individualized, free feedback and get support from other people too. Not only that, but right now in that community, we are doing a daily wins, gratitude and struggle post. So every day I have a post in there and I say, okay, what went well for you yesterday? So what, what were your wins? And you go in there and you say, okay, yesterday, you know, I did this and I did this and I did this. Because right now our brains are always going to focus in on the negative. That's just our survival mechanism. And especially with everything going on right now, it's a lot to take in. And if we don't intentionally take a few minutes every day and say, okay, what was the good of yesterday? What went well? Again, what we call wins in my world then our brain just overwhelms us with all the bad things and we just start feeling really weighed down. But when we can see these little bursts of light and hope and goodness, goodness, it changes the game. It may seem so simple and even Pollyanna-like, but I promise you it makes such a difference. So we do that daily wins post. You express something you're grateful for because gratitude is the highest emotional frequency you can feel. So it's really important, again, you take a moment every day to express gratitude. You know, I'm grateful for being alive. I'm grateful that I'm healthy. I'm grateful for whatever you're grateful for that day to kind of ease that mind again, right? And then two, on that post, you can say a struggle. So I'm struggling today with judgment of feeling really judgy towards people who are handling the virus in a different way than I am. I'm feeling really judgy toward this, or I'm really struggling with my partner on this, or my kids with this, or my work with this, or with my mindset, whatever it is. You can post that struggle in there, and you can either talk through kind of what you've done to overcome that struggle, because again, that will kind of boost that brain and saying, hey, I really am handling this well. And or you can post with that struggle of, I'm really needing help with this. What tips can you give me? And so there I can kind of coach you through things. Other people can give you support and love and guidance. And um, it's just a really great way for every day to go in and boost that mindset. So go join that free community again. It's Lindsay, L-I-N-D-S-A-Y, epreston.com forward slash community to join. The other quick thing I want to say is my Life Lovers 21 Day Challenge program that's typically $97 I'm giving away for free right now. And this is for anybody 
Typically, I kind of have where you have to go through an assessment, get on a call with me to get in this course, but right now anybody can join it. And this course is one that's going to teach you in 21 days the neuroscience-backed tools for lifelong success. It's the program I have all my clients go through at the very beginning because I want them to learn all of those basic tools. You will get it for free, as I said right now, for 30 days. So it's more than enough time for you to go in and take this course, learn these tools, and these tools will not only help you during this time of uncertainty, but in your entire life. And one of those tools, I must say, and there are wins, and I go into in depth what wins are, how to look for them, because they're not just external things. There's internal things that you want to be looking for in your mind every single day to comment and show it. I'm in control. I've got this. Everything's going to be good. It makes such a huge difference. So if you want to get in that course, just go to Lindsay, L-I-N-D-S-A-Y, epreston.com forward slash free life lovers. And life lovers is spelled L-I-F-E-L-U-V-E-R-S. So it's lindsayepreston.com forward slash free life lovers with lovers spelled L-U-V-E-R-S. The link will be in the show notes as well. Okay. Those are announcements for there, but let's get into my coronavirus tips because I have a feeling this episode is going to be a long one. So I'm going to kind of go through some of this stuff fast because some of these tips of like working from home and making extra money and up-leveling your money game are really just like the toppings to a cake and the cake or the base of what I want to talk about is actually at the end of this podcast. But I realize that a lot of you probably have all of this anxiety and all these questions about things like working from home and money. And it's really important for me to kind of address those first so we can get to the good stuff later because then your brain will be a little bit calmer. All right. So let's talk about working from home. If this is a new thing for you, um, as I said earlier, I've been doing this for a while now, and here are my top tips for you to create an at-home working space that will help you thrive, right? So first off, create focused working hours. So if you're in a corporate environment, it may already be set for you. You need to be at your desk from eight to five or whatever, but if you don't have set working hours now, really sit down and figure out when do you work best, So for me, I work best from like 10 a.m. to about 2 or 3 p.m. And those are my strongest working hours. Now, obviously, you know, you may not be in a boat where you can work less than eight hours. I don't know. But whatever boat you're in, just really set some working hours because that is going to kind of give you a boundary of I'm at work and when I'm not at work. Okay. The second thing is make sure your workspace is organized and clean. And for me, I kind of like to work around the house at different points. Now I do have an office and I tend to work there, but I also work in my master bedroom sometimes. I'll work on my couch sometimes. I'll even go to the library sometimes, which obviously we're not really doing right now. But um, wherever I am, I have to make sure that environment is clean. If there is are things that are not in the right place or it's a dirty room, I do not want to be there. So you may be like me and you need that clean and organized space. The research out there shows most of us need that in order to really be able to focus. So make sure you're keeping your space clean, especially since we're home now so much. It's really important you're keeping that space clean and we really don't have that many excuses to keep it clean, right? Um, Or to not keep it clean, even if you have kids at home. 
So please, please, please keep that space organized and clean. Also, make sure your energy is calm. Okay, and we'll talk about ways to manage your anxiety here in a bit. But the more you can create calmness in that space, the better. All right. So and it might be you may feel calm. You may need more energy. So find ways to create whatever kind of energy you want for that space. Um, So for me, as I just said, it's calm. And so for a lot of times, you know, maybe um, I have music playing in the background or my space is really clean. Like I said, I'm looking outside. I've just done some mindset things to get into my space where I'm really calm and collected, but do whatever you need to do to create the energy that you want to create. Okay. The other thing I want to encourage is take breaks. So when you're in an office environment, you're typically up and moving every so often, either going to a meeting or you're talking to someone or you're just kind of looking at your phone every so often. Whereas from working from home, you can get a lot more done typically at home. It's kind of like homeschooling at home. Like you don't have to sit a child down for eight hours and do homeschooling. What I'm learning is that really it only takes like an hour or two to get done what you need to get done, which is crazy to me. But it's kind of the same with working from home. You can get a lot more done and less time. And so it's really important that you take breaks. So um, I actually did a form of coaching once as a client called high performance coaching. And it's um, the coaching process, Brendan Burchard, if you know who he is, that's his kind of baby and process. And what I learned in that process is that you want to be taking breaks. I think it's like every 40 minutes or something like that, um, which is crazy to me that it's that often. But I typically take a break gosh, like every hour, I'll just kind of get up and walk around. Now I don't have a set in stone that I do that because I have a tendency to sit down for hours on end and then just burn myself out. And so I've had to learn to say, okay, you know, I've worked for, you know, two hours is usually my max. Then I'll get up, I'll move around, I'll kind of stretch, take deep breaths, maybe get some water or whatever I need to do. And then I'll get back at it. So I encourage you to do the same and not just sit at a desk or chair, couch, or whatever for hours on. Make sure you're getting up and moving around and um, doing whatever you need to do to take a break. The other thing I want to say here is prep your mindset when you're going to work, which could be just walking across your house, right, or your apartment. So maybe get dressed of some sort. Um, There have been times when I have literally rolled out of bed and started working And my mindset for the day was crappy because of that. It was just kind of groggy and sleepy versus if I were to get up and at least just get dressed, maybe wash my face, put on deodorant, put on a bra even, Um, you know, bonus points. Because now what I do typically is I get up, I get my kids to school, I get dressed, and then I go work out and then I start working. And that's just been my pattern for an ideal day. Now, if you're in a place where you can work out in the morning before you, you know, quote unquote, go to work, that may be ideal for you too. So just kind of play with what kind of routine you want to create to get in the right workspace. Because I know for many people, they have that commute, right? And so for a lot of them, they're listening to podcasts or music. And so that kind of gets them in the headspace. And now they're not doing that. They're just kind of doing the roll out of bed, get to work thing. Um, So it's important that you still kind of maintain some sort of routine where you're getting in the right mindset. And that could be as easy as going for a walk outside and listening to your podcast instead of driving to work. Okay. The other thing I want to say here is working from home is create very, very strong boundaries with distractions. So I like what I do. I'm very fortunate in that. 
I'm not distracted very often to say, oh, I just want to sit and watch TV or whatever. But there are certain things in my business I do not like doing, specifically tech things. Oh my gosh. And I will put that crap off and just be like, oh, well, I'll get to it later. I'll just kind of go scroll on my phone or um, I will go and I'll go talk to somebody instead or I'll just say I'm really tired and I won't want to do it. And if you're in a position where you don't really like your job and now you're working from home, it's going to be crazy hard to not want to turn to distractions. So distractions are things that you do, but you don't really want to do them anyway, even though your brain is like, mm, let me go watch Netflix, or, mm, let me go eat chocolate, or mm, let me go, you know, scroll my phone or whatever. Um, so you're just going to have to get bigger than your brain in essence in this. And when you feel like you need to distract yourself with things, you've got to stop yourself and say, okay, remember I set a boundary around this of I'm not going to do X, Y, Z right now. These are my working hours. Or maybe I just need to go for a walk instead of turn on Netflix or whatever it is. I already have some clients who are telling me, oh, I, you know, I'm taking this extra time and I'm not using it wisely. I'm, I'm scrolling on Netflix and whatever. Um, so it's really important you start to set some strong boundaries with that. I know it's hard. And I'll get to in a minute more of kind of ceasing that anxiety and things of that sort to help you with this. But just know setting strong boundaries is part of the game. We all struggle with it. We all want to distract ourselves, but you've got to be bigger than your brain. Okay. The other thing I want to say here is remember or create your why of why your job is important. So it may be obviously for money reasons, like it's important for me to have money and here's why and go deeper into that because, you know, I want to have a roof over my head. I want to be able to travel. I want to be able to have healthcare, whatever that is. Okay. So why is it important that you're doing your job? You have to remember that you have a choice. You know, this week on the Unstoppable podcast, I have two episodes coming out. Master Your Motivation is the other one. And I really encourage you to listen to that one too. It's one I had pre-recorded way back in January with my guest. Susan Fowler, and she talks about how choice is so important in our um, motivation. And so again, go listen to that episode to learn more, but realize that you have a choice here to show up for your job or not and figure out why is it so important for you to show up to that job. So for me, it's really easy again, because, you know, I have a deeper why with my business. It's all about helping people helping women specifically, and I've really dug deep among the years of realizing why that's so important to me and things of that sort. So when I don't want to show up for my job, I remember my why, and it's really easy for me to get motivated with that. Now for you, you may have not done that work or your job just is not enjoyable. Trust me, I've been there. I've had jobs that are not enjoyable. Um, so again, really tap into why it is important for you to be showing up to that job right now. Okay, and that will kind of help boost your motivation and go listen to that master your motivation episode if you're struggling with that, because that can start to help you a little bit more. That interview is so good. It's so, so, so good. All right. So that's just my general working from home tips. Now, some of you have extra things here with working from home. You've got a spouse at home and or you've got kids at home. So let's talk through that because I have both. So my spouse and I have been working um, beside each other now for a couple of years. And when we first started doing it, holy moly, it drove me 
crazy. It was so weird to see him all of the time. First off, it kind of took away some of our passion and our spark, to be honest with you, because it was just like, I knew what he was doing all day long. I saw him all day long. And we really had to create some boundaries with that. And so one thing that really helped us is we didn't really see each other during the day. So I would go back in my office. He would be up in his office and our house isn't really that big. My I mean, it's like 2,000 square feet, so it's not a huge house. Um, for some of you, I know you're in tiny apartments right now or smaller houses, and so this may be harder for you, but just think through how you can create this, okay? But like I said, we're in two different areas of the house. He's at the front of the house. I'm at the back of the house. We even have kind of French doors to separate the house, and so even though we're in different rooms, we'll close the French doors so we don't really hear each other because he tends to be on the phone a lot. He's a financial advisor, and so he's just talking to people all the time. Um, and then I have my coaching calls, and I don't want to hear anything going on with him, nothing, because he's talking about money and all this earthly stuff. No, thank you. I want to be in my clients' heads, completely present with them, and in kind of our little la-la world is what I like to call it. Um, so again, I don't want to see him. I don't really want to know what he's doing all day because at the end of the day, we don't really have anything to talk about. There's really no mystery there. And so it was really important for us to kind of have those separate spaces. Now, sometimes we'll go out to lunch together. Now I know right now we're not, we're all at home, but, um, kind of come together at certain parts of the day, or I've kind of incorporated, like I'll go in his office at certain parts and I'll just say, Hey, how are you doing? And I might like rub his shoulders or kind of just give him a kiss and things of that sort. Um, so we will connect throughout the day, but we really have our own space and both of us are tend to be pretty focused now when we're working. All right. Hopefully that tip helps. Another tip I have about working from home with your partner is get out of the house separately. Now I know we all need to stay home right now and things of that sort, but you can easily just get in your car and drive around. Um, so if you're at home all day long with this person, think about that. And maybe you go work out separately. Someone goes for a run at a certain point and the other person doesn't. Um, if you're able to kind of go to an outdoor space, maybe you go out there and you do your own self-care by yourself. Don't feel like you need to spend 24-7 with this person just because you're both home. Yes, it's such an amazing opportunity you're both home at the same time. Trust me, I'm a little bit jealous of it. Um, but at the same time, you guys will likely get very sick of each other and um, you want to create some sort of distance, some sort of passion there, some sort of mystery um, because it will keep things alive a little bit more. All right, just my experience. And the last thing I want to say here is, and it kind of goes back to something I said earlier with boundaries, but really set strong boundaries with distractions. So it can be really easy during this time, especially if you're new to this working from home with a partner thing, just want to hang out with him or her all day. Um, and especially if you're dating early on, this can be um, really exciting to do that, right? But keep those strong boundaries, keep those working hours, um, kind of just plan, hey, we're going to meet for dinner every night or we meet for lunch or, or whatever that is. And um, I think my tips later in this episode will help you even more here with this. But right now, just kind of start thinking about some of these of like, okay, well, maybe we work in the same space. Maybe we need to separate or whatever, because trust me, your partner will start to drive you crazy. Okay. You guys need that separation. Now, what if you're working from home with kids? This one, my friend, is my most favorite of all because it is the trickiest for sure. But here's how I handle it when I'm working from home with kids. So first off, 
set designated work hours. Now, for some of you, you may have a job that says, hey, you need to be quote unquote in the office from eight to five, no matter what. Your kids are at home. I don't care. Um, So that is a little bit trickier. Hopefully, most of you have a job where they're being a little bit flexible with you. Okay, so if you have some flexibility, think about when you can have your kids have quiet time or nap time or just alone time, whatever you want to call it, where you have set working hours. And if they come in, then you just say, nope, mommy's working or whatever. Um, And, you know, here's the protocol for when mommy's working. Like my daughter did this the other day. I tend to have two hours during the day from like 1230 to 230 when I work because my son's sleeping and then I have her have quiet time. She came in, mommy, this, mommy, that. I said, Isabella, mommy is working right now. These are things that you need to figure out on your own during this time. It was like little things like tech things. Got it? She's like, okay, yes, mommy. And Sometimes you just have to do those things because otherwise, you know this as a mom, your kids can eat you alive with all of their requests and all of their things. And in my house, both of my kids prefer me. And so they're wanting me 24 seven all the time. And I love it. And I'm so grateful for that. But I have to be really strict with my work hours. And also on that note, be prepared that you may have to be working nights and weekends like I'm doing right now. I am so used to this schedule. It is not ideal by any means. And I know you and your partner, if you have one, may be really um, feeling stretched to connect with one another right now while you're working different hours and you've got kids at home and all the anxieties of the world. I get it. I know. Again, I've been doing this for a while. It's not ideal. But sometimes you have to put on your big girl panties and you just have to work during times when it's not the most pleasant. Okay, so you're going to have to work those evenings. You're going to have to work those weekends. That's why, again, you need to figure out that why. Go back to why your job is so important. Hopefully you have just a little bit of passion for it to keep you going, but really, really set those work hours. Now you can have your phone or this is what I do at least. I have my phone and I'm checking in with work probably once an hour. And it tends to be a pretty quick check-in. I just check my email. I'll check my community real quick and answer a couple things. And then I'm back into mommy mode. Now, it's not ideal. In my ideal world, I would not check my phone during the day. But I just feel like I need to be checking my phone every so often, especially because right now I'm kind of offering a free challenge. I'm doing a lot of my community. And so it's really important for me me to check in. But I'm not checking my phone 24-7. I see some people, they're checking their phone 24-7. And their poor kids are just kind of, you know, left to parent themselves in some ways. Now, I I must admit, I'm not a perfect parent either. I know you're just trying to survive right now too. So if that's you, I'm not judging you. But just know that, again, you can kind of set boundaries with these things if you're able to to just say, hey, I'll check in every hour and then I'm putting my phone down. Um, So again, I know these are general tips. They may not be specific to your situation. That's why I really want you to lean on me in my community if you need more specific tips here because some of these you may be like, well, that would be nice, Lindsay, but my boss won't let me do X, Y, Z. Again, I'm here to help you however you need it. I'm just giving you general tips. If you need more specific things, my community is the outlet for that, okay? Um, So what else do I want to say about this. Oh, the other thing is if both spouses are working from homes with kids, so this is my situation with my spouse. And again, we've been doing this for years in a lot of ways is we switch. So he does have really designated working hours and it's really from like eight to five at least. He tends to work longer. 
but there are times when I have to have meetings during the day. And so we will switch and he'll take care of the kids and I'll go have my meeting. Um, and again, I've kind of mentioned like I do evenings and weekends and, you know, that kind of puts him in a burden sometimes because he would like to work more, but it just is what it is. And so, you know, really lean on your partner for this. I know a lot of women out there aren't leaning enough on their partners if they have one. And this is where you have to, again, put on your big girl panties, have those hard conversations and tell your spouse, I need help. And this is what I need from you. And hopefully they are mature enough to handle that stuff. I know some of you are babying babying are with basically like men child, man child is what they call them. I think, um, yeah, it's time for those, those boys to, to grow up a little bit. So if you need help with that, again, reach out in my community. I'm already coaching women on some of these things with their husbands of having those conversations where they step up to the plate. And a lot of times I will tell you, it feels really scary to have those conversations, but once you do, they will start to rise up like you would never believe. Okay. So don't start convincing yourself that you can't have that. You can, you just need to know how to have those conversations. All right. All right. Um, oh, last thing I want to say about working with kids is I actually really enjoy working with kids and my spouse at home now because it has taught me that I can't screw around with my time anymore. I can't just go and piddle around online or piddle in things that aren't going to move the needle forward in my business because I don't have the time. And you may realize this with your profession. There are things that you're doing that are just busy work or just piddle work. And you learn to become so flipping efficient in such a short amount of time. Like most days, I only work like two hours, maybe four hours some days. Of course, I do work nights and weekends right now. Um, so who knows how long I'm working there. But um, I can get a lot done, a lot done. And so you will see your productivity start to rise too with um, kind of having a tighter schedule, okay? So that's my working from home stuff. Let's talk about money now. And then again, we're going to get into really deep stuff with managing anxiety and habits. So stay with me. That's where the really good stuff is. But I want to address all these kind of immediate concerns you may be feeling. All right. So if you're in a place where your income has been reduced, if not just completely ceased, I've been there and I know how scary it can be. And so I want to give you some tips on that. First thing, cut all unex or unneeded expenses as soon as possible. So really sit down and think things like, do I need a cell phone? Do I need internet? Do I need this, you know, random subscription? Go down to your very, very basic needs, first of all. And you may already be there, but if you're not, get there fast, okay? The other thing is, since we're all in this kind of epidemic or whatever emergency together, you can start calling your different bills and say, listen, I don't have money coming in right now. I need help. What can you offer me? And be willing to, to, to negotiate with them and say, well, I'm going to leave if you don't do blah, 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 blah. Right. Um, so hopefully they're going to be working with you right now. I know in the state of taxes, they're not going to be, um, 
throwing, what do they call it? Evicting people, evicting people from apartments. They are going to be charging late fees, unfortunately. Um, so you can start kind of, again, calling around and seeing what you can negotiate with people to kind of put off payments, hopefully, fingers crossed. But you can definitely start to cut your expenses. You can live on very, very little, my friend, very little. And if you're at a place where, um, you just don't see where the income is going to be coming in at any point, you may want to start thinking about moving in with somebody else. Now, granted, you may be in a lease. Hopefully you're not in a mortgage, but if you are, you may be in a mortgage. Um, but just start thinking about, you know, kind of a backup plan if this starts to become a couple months that this is happening. Okay. Just really start to plan for that. When I was in the situation with my divorce, I was really adamant. I wanted to keep my house. I was in a mortgage, um, but uh, I knew I had backup plans. Okay. The other thing I want to say here is I really want you to focus on too. What are ways that you can make money? All right. And I want you to get specific. What would be your ideal way right now to make money? Okay. So. In my situation with my divorce, it became very immediate. I needed to get a job as soon as possible because I was a stay-at-home mom. And obviously, my husband was living a double life, right? I had legal fees coming in, no income. Holy crap, what am I going to do? So I got really clear. What is it that I want right now? I wanted a job where I could bring my daughter. That was like a non-negotiable for me. Um, it didn't really matter how much money I made as long as I was bringing in some kind of income at that point. So I got on care.com and I found a nanny job and I wasn't making that much, but I could bring my daughter with me. I could get out of the house. I could start feeling like I was making a little bit of money and start getting the ball moving and grooving that way. That's what I could do at that time. I had that job for a few months and then I was able to kind of, you know, pay some bills with that and then kind of move on to the next thing. The other thing that I did during this time is I was selling a ton of stuff around my house. I was willing to let go of all of it to um, be able to stay with my daughter at that time because it was really important for me with all the changes she had going on between me and her dad that I was with her. And so I didn't care. I was going to sell everything. Now, luckily I didn't have to, but I sold a lot of stuff. Now, I don't know what the market is like right now with kind of the online buy-sell um, trade kind of stuff, but you never know. People are always out there kind of looking for things and needing things. So you may, you may be able to sell stuff right now. The other thing I did is I had an Etsy shop. And so I started making banners for people's birthdays and stuff like that. Now I didn't make a ton of money at that, but I was just, I didn't know where to go at the time. I just thought, okay, here are some ideas that I can start moving and grooming because to me, the non-negotiable is that I had to keep my daughter. Now I want you to also think about, you need to throw pride out the window. So was it the, the, um, most prideful thing at the time to have a nanny job that paid $8 an hour when I'm college educated and all of the stuff. No, I didn't care though. I was willing to do whatever it took. I've done things like I've worked in retail. I've worked in um, the restaurant industry. I have done whatever it takes to make things happen. I've done volunteer jobs to get out of different payments for things. Um, trust me, I've had to hustle and get scrappy when it's needed. And you may need that. I know right now the grocery stores really need help. I know that Amazon really needs help if you're here in the States. So if you're willing to go do jobs like that based on what your boundaries are, maybe it's time you go do that. 
All right. It's really important. You're figuring out ways to hustle and make money. I know there's like a lot of online jobs. I don't really know all the specifics about them, um, but just start putting it out there too. You've got to go and reach out to your community as well and, and ask people again, put pride in the backseat and say, I need help. Do you have any jobs that I could be doing right now? Do you know any resources? Don't just sit here and kind of wallow in self-pity. You have to put yourself out there and really, again, hustle and get scrappy and to make this work, my friend. Okay. I've been there. I know it. And if you're in this place right now, please join my community too, because I really want to help you. I do even have some clients right now who are willing to kind of pay it forward. And um, I may be able to connect you with them to either get some money-making opportunities or some other things. Okay. So reach out to me. Now, if you're in a place where your job is pretty settled, things are feeling really good, but you want to up-level your money game, this is an amazing opportunity to do that. So this is the kind of boat I'm in right now. Now, I have a husband who's a financial advisor. I'm obviously not one, but I hear him talking all day, so I feel like I could easily call his boss and say, hey, I think I'm ready. Put me in, coach. You know, I can be a financial advisor. And again, Take this with a grain of salt, but just know this is a great investing time right now. All the stocks are really low. You can buy them at a really low cost. Now, we don't know what happens with the stock market. It can get worse, but it will likely get better. And usually it takes, you know, a year and a half, two years to recover. And once it does, you're going to start to see a return on that investment. So what we've done personally is we took some of the cash we had in our emergency fund and we invested it. Now, that's not the right choice for everybody, but that was a choice that we decided to make as a couple. Because again, my husband's a financial advisor. He kind of knows what he's doing. So we invested a lot because the upswing, when it does upswing, is going to pay out very well, typically. Okay. So we're investing a lot. Um, if you have a portfolio where you have stocks and bonds, this is the time when you're wanting to kind of shave off some of those bonds and put them in stocks, okay? And if you have a financial advisor, hopefully they're calling you and hopefully they're saying this stuff to you. I hear my husband on the phone all day long saying the same thing to people over and over again. So hopefully your financial advisor is giving you that level of support too. All right, the other thing I wanna say here is if you wanna up-level your money game, I wanna encourage you to pay it forward. If you um, have some expenses that are being cut right now, like maybe you're not able to go get your beauty treatments done. Maybe you're not having to pay for childcare right now, but the money is kind of just sitting there because you're not having to pay for these things. Um, maybe you're even canceling like your cleaning service and stuff. Still, I encourage you to pay it. Okay, this may not be the right advice for everybody, but like last week I canceled my cleaning person and I still paid her anyway. Um, as we're starting to think about April now and the potential that probably my kids won't be going to school and both of them, well, my son goes to like a Mother's Day Out program, my daughter goes to private school, I'm still going to be paying those things, okay? Because that was money that was allotted for those people and they're still trying to give me a service. Like I'm still paying for her dance lesson. I'm still paying for her drum lessons. They are offering things online, so they are offering value. But um, those are the people that are really hurting right now. And if you've ever had those kind of positions in your life, I know I have, then um, just pay it. I really encourage you to pay it forward, okay? Don't hoard that money. Um, just really think about how can I be spreading 
some of the abundance that I have right now. I'm a big believer that when you're putting that out in the world, it's going to come back to you tenfold. Again, not the right advice for everybody, but just start something to think about, okay? The other thing here is cut your distractions as soon as possible. So when we get in times of anxiety, we want to turn to distractions like shopping and alcohol and, you know, buying things and, you know, looking at Netflix and whatever. And so we can tend to spend money that way. So if you find yourself spending extra money right now because you're a little bored or you have this anxious energy, you got to get that crap in check, my friends. Okay. And I encourage you to listen to my distraction free living episode. It's just a couple episodes back. I'll put a link in the show notes as well, but really listen to that episode because I'll start to open your awareness and teach you a little bit how to cut those distractions even more, but that's going to save you so much money. I can't tell you how many clients I've had that have come to me and said, I have so much more money now from working with you, Lindsay. And that wasn't even a goal of mine because I've cut my distractions. Okay. Another thing you could do right now is just to learn to live with less. All right. Maybe it's time for you to clean out things. You can sell some things around your house. Maybe it's not the right time to actually sell them right now, but down the road, people will be wanting more uh, lower cost things and use things because some of these markets are really going to struggle through this. Um, you know, you know, like these service industry people, right? So that may be a time that you can sell things or you can just donate them, get rid of that energy in your space and really think about some of the bills that you have every month. Are these things that I really want? Now, I'm, I must admit, I really don't want you to hoard right now and get to an anxious place of like, oh, let me cut everything because the world is ending. Um, but it is a time when you can start to reevaluate. Like, do I really need X, Y, Z? I don't know. Let me think about it. Okay. Um, all right. So that's kind of the initial anxiety stuff you may be feeling right now that I wanted to address. Let's get into some of the more core issue stuff of managing your anxiety and then really starting to build strong habits through this. And again, what I'm going to give you here at the, the end of this episode is going to be the best nuggets of all. And I know this episode is getting super duper long, but it's packed full. All right. So stay with me. If you have to listen to this in twofold, I totally get it. But where we're getting now is really, really good. So we're going to talk about managing your anxiety right now. So if you're a person who actually has less on your plate, so meaning you probably don't have kids at home, you're probably not having to commute to the office anymore. You may be home alone or with some roommates or with a spouse and you just have this extra time. How can you manage your anxiety? First thing to do is to learn to start to journal, right? I'm going to give you some journaling props here in a bit, but journaling is going to be one of your very best friends at managing your anxiety. Okay. And another great resource for you is to take my life lovers free 21 day challenge. That's totally free right now. Typically $97. I have the link in the show notes. Um, but really think about taking that right now. This is your time to up-level your personal development game. Quit putting it off. Quit saying cleaning your closet is more important. This is the time, my friend. It's time for you to really think about what is it that's causing me anxiety. Yes, we're in a very uncertain time right now, but you can easily be calm through this situation. Okay. And if you're feeling anxious, it's time to learn to manage your mind. And that's why I'm giving you that life lovers challenge right now. The other thing is you really need some self-care. 
And self-care doesn't necessarily mean turning to your phone or the TV. Typically, for most people, those are things that do not actually fill their bucket. So you want to turn to things that do make you feel recharged. So for a lot of women, it tends to be, you know, taking a bath, going for a walk, listening to peaceful music, just kind of laying peacefully, talking to someone they love. So I want you to really start to make a list of all the things that truly recharge you. Again, this is an activity we do in the Life Lover Challenge. I encourage you to take it, right? So self-care is really, really important right now, okay? Do not waste this time by just floundering around and by, you know, sitting in front of the TV really get focused on your self-care. This is a time when your focus on yourself can come alive. I'm so jealous of you right now because it is just such an opportunity for you. All right. I really, really want to enforce that on you. Another thing, and I keep saying this, I'm like a broken record, but cut those distractions, cut all those things that are keeping you from doing really deep, meaningful work. It is not really going to improve your life that much for you to watch all the episodes of The Office or all the episodes of your favorite show. Instead, spend some time every day investing in yourself. And again, the Life Lover Challenge is free right now. It only takes 30 minutes a day for 21 days. Think about it, right? lindsayepreston.com forward slash free life lovers to join. And lovers is spelled L-U-V-E-R-S. Right. What if you have more on your plate right now? Can you really get self-care in? Can you really get personal development? I'm going to say yes and no. So this means that you likely have kids at home um, or and or you um, are really struggling with anxiety because of um, money issues maybe or health issues or maybe you're just working a crap ton like you're in the health profession or something like that. All right. So how can you manage it? First off, vent. Find somebody that can hold space for you for you to vent without them Um, kind of giving you advice or making it worse by judging you and things of that sort. So hopefully you have somebody in your personal life you can turn to for that. I've actually kind of taught my husband over the years how to hold that space for me when I need to vent. It's really, really nice. But I also have a coach of my own that I turn to and I vent to. Now, I'm not really using her that much right now because of the crazy schedule and such, but I know she's there when I need it. And I want you to think about the same thing for yourself. If you don't have somebody in your personal life you can vent to, Think about investing in an online coach, be it me, or maybe you need a therapist. I don't know where you are on that that scale of needing therapy or coaching, Um, but typically a coaching client is just somebody who can vent and then we can get into action and kind of solve the problem. A therapy client just needs to vent and vent and vent and doesn't necessarily want to get into action, okay? That's kind of a generalized difference. If you need more questions on that, you can reach out to me um, in our community, lindsaypreston.com forward slash community, okay? But really vent, okay? Because journaling is great, but you may not have time to pick up pen and paper. So vent, 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 all right? Self-care is also super important. Even though you have so much more on your plate right now, taking time to recharge every day is so vital. So for me, it's kind of taking a bath every night right now is really helping me recharge. I'm also very strong on my boundaries with my kids of this is mommy's alone time and with my husband of, hey, I need this and really telling them what I need versus trying to people please or trying to do it all right now. I'm not trying to be super mom right now. 
I will tell you that. I am just trying to get through the day as best as I can and take care of myself in the process because if I don't take care of myself, I am going to crash and burn in a big way and nobody wants to see that. Nobody wants to see a mad, mean mommy who is burnt out. Not good. Um, the other thing I want to say here, and I keep saying it's just cut distractions because if you're just taking, you know, quote unquote self-care, but it's really just you scrolling your phone and reading all about the coronavirus, that's really not going to help you, my friend. And you know it. All right. So cut that crap out and instead fill up that bucket. And I really want to think, I want you to think about is when, after all this big Corona crap is over with to really invest in your personal development. All right. Right now you're really busy, but this is a time when your mind is showing itself to you. And if you're wanting to drink all day and if you're wanting to just escape your life because your kids are driving you crazy or your husband or your work, it is definitely time for you to do some self-care and some personal development with me. And so I really want you to think about what that could look like after this period is over. Right now, just get through it. Vent, vent, vent. Reach out to me for support in my community or whatever you need. I'm here. Vent to me. I would love for you to vent to me. You know, if you join that free Life Lovers Challenge, we have Q&A calls every week where you can just get on and have kind of a 15-minute hot seat of just, Lindsay, I just need to vent. Can I vent to you? Absolutely. I will hold that space for you and I will let you vent and I will tell you, you can get through a lot in 15 minutes and you can feel so recharged after getting that crap out. Okay. So I would love to do that for you. Just join Life Lovers Challenge to get into that. All right. All right. So now let's get to the very, very good stuff of this episode, which is how to build strong habits right now, despite every day kind of being a different shitstorm. right? Now, granted, many of us are kind of getting into routine already a week and week and a half in. Some of you may be behind, some of you may be ahead of that, but Right now is a prime time when you can start to really focus in on what is it that I want this time of my life to create, all right? So I'm going to give you a couple things that I want you to really think through and journal about, even if you're super duper busy right now. These are the three things that I want you to really focus in on, and if you can focus in and journal on these, the rest of this time during all this craziness is going to feel so much easier. I actually took the time to journal on these before I did this episode and they helped tremendously. Okay. And I'm actually going to give you a printable of this too, if you need it. So the first thing I really want you to think about is create a focus about how you want to feel and be when you come out of this. All right. So I'm going to say it again. I want you to create a focus around how you want to feel and be when you come out of this. So when I sat down and I journaled about this, I wrote on the top of a piece of paper and I said, create a focus around how you want to feel and be when you come out of this coronavirus emergency. And here's what I wrote. I want to be a coach in person that people knew they could turn to to help them ease their anxiety and see the value in prioritizing their growth. I want others to say, she really helps me during a tough time and I'm so grateful for the time I took to work on myself despite my brain wanting to focus on so many other more dramatic things. I want them to also say, Lindsay helps me create calm in a time when I could have easily freaked out. If she can help me then, she can definitely help me now as things have calmed down. I'm so grateful I had the time to prioritize my growth and I'm so grateful I turned to Lindsay for help. I want my family to experience a mother who is calm, cool, and collected. I didn't let the anxiety of today infiltrate my home. I stayed present, 
focused and at peace despite all the crazy around us. I did distance learning for my daughter with ease. I created fun activities with ease for both children, and I didn't worry or stress when things weren't getting done. Most of all, I loved on my family. I held them. I kissed them. I asked them daily what they needed from me to support them, and I showed them love the way they wanted and needed for that day. I showed my family the ultimate example of what it's like to have it all, meaning to do work, support my family, and give time to myself and give to charity, even in times of uncertainty, so that they could do it all one day too. I also showed the F up for myself too. I worked out. I did self-care. I meditated and prayed. I even journaled. I counted my wins and expressed my gratitude daily. I leaned on my husband, community, and kids for support. I realize even more that I can depend on others to help me out too. Overall, I want to look back on this time and say what an opportunity we had as a family to be together and what an opportunity it was for me to help serve the world with my gifts. All right, so I'm going to say it again. Here's the question I want you to ask yourself. Create a focus around how you want to feel and be when you come out of this experience. So meaning the coronavirus emergency or whatever you want to call it. All right, so that's the first thing I want you to start to really think about because when you have that common core focus, like I just gave you my example of, it becomes really easy then of what habits you need to create. And that's the next question I want you to ask. So once you've answered that focus question, then say, well, what habits can I do daily to support this? What are the things I need to say no to as well? So if you're at a place where lots of change has gone on, you've got that work from home stuff, right? You've got your spouse at home. You've got your kids at home. You've got money situations that are changing. All right, let's get back to the habits. We've got your focus now. What are the habits you can do? So for me, I said my habits are to show up in my community daily, email my list two to four times a week, giving value to them, post on social media daily, work out daily, have one to three hours of self-care a day have nightly wrap-up time with my daughter and my husband, count wins and gratitude daily, I leaned on others for support if needed, and I did something fun with my kids every day. So now I know what I need to be doing every single day to live out kind of this focus of what I'm wanting, right? So things I need to say no to are obviously like zoning out with TV, drinking, which I haven't had any alcohol, point for me, Um, even though I've really wanted it (laughs) and things of that sort. Okay. So now I know here's what I need to do and here's what I'm going to say no to, because this is really going to help me of every time I'm making a choice of, do I want to watch Netflix right now? Or do I want to go take a bath? I want to go take a bath. That's really self-care. Netflix isn't necessarily self-care. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it's not. Um, And in moments when I really just want to scream at my kids because they're driving me crazy, which they did this week. And that was really unlike me. But in my head, I just wanted to scream, shut up, shut up. I took a deep breath and I just said, okay, we're going to change our focus for right now. Everything is really loud and mommy kind of needs a little bit more quiet. So let's all take deep breaths. And then I was able to move on. Okay. This really helps me a lot. Now, the next question I want to ask you or have you ask yourself is what do I need to believe to make those habits happen? Because a lot of times we can sit here and say, oh, I want to have these things happen to me, or I want to do these things, but then we don't really understand what we need to believe about ourselves. So if we believe the whole world is going to end right now, we're going to be broke, and there's no way we can be a great person through this, then it's really going to be hard to show up and create those habits. So you've got to think about what you need to believe about yourself in the world to make this a very um, intentional time for you. So for me, here are the things I need to believe to make my focus happen. 
uh, that I'm an amazing coach, that people are dying for what I have to offer and are more than willing to pay me for it. I'm an amazing mother. I'm an amazing wife. I have more than enough energy to complete what I want to get done daily because a fear of mine is I don't have enough energy. Total side note. Another thing I need to believe is I'm present. I'm calm. I'm at peace. I am working toward my goals every day. I trust in something bigger that's working in our favor. Everything is working for my greatest good. Money is not an issue. We have more than enough no matter what happens. I am deeply connected to myself and others. Others jump for joy to help me grow. And it is easy for me to have fun and live in pleasure. Right? So those are the beliefs that I need to believe right now to make my habits happen, to make my bigger focus grow. And these three questions, my friend, again, are going to help you so very much right now. So if you're wanting a printout of these three questions, including my example of how I've answered these, just go to lindsayepreston.com forward slash corona and you can get a printout of this. You don't even have to enter an email or anything like that. You just get an automatic download and you can print it and you can journal these out and then um, kind of post them if you need them around your home to remind you or whatever you need, okay? So those are my three golden tips I'm gonna leave you with despite all the craziness that's going on around you. I hope this episode helped you a lot. I feel like it helped me a lot just to answer those three journaling questions at the end. Um, and if you need specific help, remember my community is out there for you, lindsayepreston.com forward slash community. Um, now next week, there's likely only going to be one episode that's released and it's just probably going to be focused around more tips and things of what we're going through right now and how to get through it. Um, so if you have a specific topic you want me to cover, let me know. Again, go to our community and let's kind of talk through it. I know for a lot of you right now, you're having um, some pain points with your partner. And so maybe that's a topic we talk about and how to kind of handle that. Maybe you're having other things going on that I haven't talked about yet. So let me know because um, I would love for that episode to be centered around something that will help you tremendously. Okay. That's all I have for this time. My friends hang in there. You're doing great work keep at it. Keep focused. You got this. I will see you next week. Thank you for joining me on this episode of Become an Unstoppable Woman. Make sure to subscribe to the show so you get new episodes every Monday. And I'd love it if you left a review for the show too, especially if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. If you want even more from the show, come join the conversation online in my community. Each week we break down the episode and you have a private space to ask your questions. To join, go to lindsay, L-I-N-D-S-A-Y, epreston.com forward slash community. And if you feel like you're really ready to change your life, let's work together in my coaching programs. I have a free assessment that's the first step to seeing if we're a good fit. Just go to lindsayepreston.com forward slash assessment to take it now. Thanks again for tuning into the show today. I'm so grateful you're here and I'll see you next time. But until we meet again, remember my friend, you're only as unstoppable as you believe you can be. So believe in yourself. You got this.